Blog Talk Radio. Dig it! Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. Hey everybody, this is Sunny, the original diva of the WWE, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. Don't go away. This is the slash of the slicer, the dicer, the ripper, the sweater, the love taker, the money maker, the honey shaker. God. My name is Lauren Brooks, the past interviewer for TNA Wrestling, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646-915-9116. The Rock Superstar Chaos. Sid Vicious. Chris Hammer. The Hardcore Homo Angel. This is Jimmy Jacobs, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Radio Show. Keep your money here, Revenant, on the Atomic Drop Show. Tune in. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Todd and Kyle Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Atomic Drop Show on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Kyle Cruz, flying solo here for just a little bit as a co-host here, just in time. You know what, guys? I'm just going to break KFA for just a minute. Just in time is actually, uh, he is uh, paying homage to one of his, uh, his, his former teachers, his chorus teacher, Based on the way that he sings on the show, I'm not sure whether uh, he should be really, you know, whether he should get on or whether I should just punch him in the face. But in any event, just the time is he is uh, at one of his old schools where he is an alum, and he's paying uh, honor and homage to that that a teacher who is retiring. They they have a special concert or special ceremony going on tonight, and that's where he is. And he will be just a little late tonight. Yeah, but that's fine. I'm going to be here in the host chair for a little while until he calls back in. And my co-host will be you guys tonight. The phone number is, of course, as always, area code 646-915-9116. Once again, that number is area code 646-915-9116. There is a lot, and I mean a lot, to talk about. Um, Last night was a three-hour edition of Raw, the viewer choice edition, the first of its kind to have ever happen on Raw. Basically, it was a, a Monday night version of Taboo Tuesday or Cyber Sunday. And so uh, it basically the whole gimmick was that fans would go on WWE.com, they would vote for certain stipulations for the matches, and, uh, you know, for the most part, these were some pretty lame duck stipulations, if I can get the word out right. They were some pretty lame stipulations. They were you know, like one, I believe there was a match between, uh, or an encounter between Chris Jericho and the Big Show, and that was, uh, it's given horrible choices. One was, I think it was an, an over-the-top rope challenge, one was a submission match, and one was a, a, a body slam challenge. And Chris Jericho, you know, he basically, uh, fans were being led to have Jericho get his comeuppance, which is, which I guess is fine. So the fans chose the, the body slam challenge, and here comes the big show, and he basically stands to Jericho. And, and that's fine for one particular, you know, match or one particular counter during the entire night, but it was like that for, for everything. Just to the divas, to uh, I think the only legitimate option, the, the only legitimate um, 
choice that that the fans were given was of the main event where John Cena the, the WWE champion he would face off against either Jack Swagger world heavyweight champion uh, CM Punk or Rey Mysterio and that was the only legitimate choice that the fans had all night and surprisingly the fans chose CM Punk which is probably indicative of just the excellent job the excellent job that CM Punk has done on Smackdown and uh, man it, it's, it, it is just unbelievable what kind of work CM Punk is doing right now and uh, John Cena and CM Punk Light in the main event. We are going to talk about the main event and everything that went on, including the final 10 minutes. The best 10 minutes of the entire show is actually saved the entire show from being just a complete dud. Once again, I want to get your thoughts. The number is area code 646-915-9116. What did you think about Viewer's Choice? What do you think about TNA Impact? They have a pay-per-view coming up. I believe it's this Sunday, a Slammiversary pay-per-view, plus the Fatal 4-Way card, which we're just two weeks away. There's one more Raw left, and there's only two matches announced so far. So I don't, I don't even know where they're going to come up with the rest of the matches to fill up that card, because as of right now, it's just those two matches, the two Fatal 4-Way matches in uh, or on uh, both brands, and that's it. So how are they going to fill up that card? You, you, you and I can go ahead and speculate before Justin gets back here. Plus talk, just whatever you want. Once again, the number is area code 646-915-9116. Before we get started, also want to do a quick shout-out to a couple shows here. Uh, our, our, our good friends at Steel Cage Radio, that is steelcageradio.com. Degenerate John and Diddy do a fantastic job there. They actually have a, a couple new blogs over at steelcageradio.com, both written, I believe, by co-host Dee. She's excellent. I suggest you go over there once again, steelcageradio.com. No, no word on when they're going to have a have the next show, but for all the details, stay tuned to that website one more time, steelcageradio.com, for all your info there. And our good friend, uh, the talented Todd Orndorff at the Pro Wrestling RPWH. You can check him out at blogtalkradio.com slash pwh. Pro Wrestling Hour. He always does a top 10 special, uh, doing the 10 best, you know, dead wrestlers or 10, 10 best WrestleManias or just, he always has uh, an interesting show and it's very informative and the guy knows his stuff. He's, he, he's not, not quite as good as me, not, not quite as knowledgeable as I am, but he's pretty up there. Certainly beats Justin. Just kidding, buddy. All right, we're going, we're going to go ahead and just talk a little bit about Monday's Raw. And, you know, I, I like to formulate my own hit list, and, you know, as far as what worked and what didn't work, uh, you know, especially on Monday Night Raw. And I'm, I'm looking side by side here, and there are plenty plenty of misses here on Raw, and I won't get to the good stuff until a, a, a little bit later in the show, because, come on, let's be honest, there's only one thing that was actually likable about the show, and the sad part is that many people probably didn't get to see it, because the, uh, two hours and 50 minutes of the show was just just garbage. It, it, it was really, really crap. It was really bad, just full of bad comedy, bad skits, uh, just standard PG not necessarily – I don't 
want to say not adult friendly because, you know, I'm an adult and I tend to enjoy the products sometimes and I know that many fans do that. That's why there are thousands of shows just like this one. Of course, not on our same level, of course, but there are, you know, fans who continually swear that, that they're going to give up the WWE products and, I, man, I I don't know, man. It, it's 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 definitely interesting, so. There's a lot of bad in this in this past edition of Monday Night Raw. And we are going to just go ahead and talk about what happened. Uh, the cast of the A-Team hosted the show. Let's see, it was Bradley Cooper. Um, let's see. Bradley Cooper, Quentin Rampage Jackson, and one other guy of the cast. I don't remember his name, but. It was three guys that appeared on the show. And, you know, going into this, WWE, WWE didn't make a big deal about the fact that, that you know, Rampage was a UFC fighter because, according to them, Rampage is, you know, he's a part of the UFC, which is not viewed as, as competition or, or it, it, and, and because of that, it shouldn't even be acknowledged. Well, my thing is, my thing is this. You know what? If you're truly not threatened by the UFC, which if Vincent Company says that they're not threatened, even though WrestleMania buys were, were down significantly, and it, the, the only or a large part of that reason is because UFC had a pay-per-view right the night before WrestleMania. I'm saying if, if WWE was that concerned about about UFC not being a threat, why wouldn't they play up that that fact that, you know, hey, yeah, he's an actor and he's playing B.A. Baracus in the A-team. Yeah, you know, you have a, a, a UFC fighter here and you're not going to play up that, that fighting background. That's a big mistake. And I did not care for these A-team segments at all, even though we saw a few, you know, a, a few cameos, a few uh, appearances by some Hall of Famers like IRS, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Mean Gene Oakland, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Just saw these guys, and I guess it was fun in a way, but I I just don't think that, that these 18 kids did anything to uh, add to the product at all. And I think it really distracted and really hurt the show one of many ways. But speaking of the devil here, I have my very esteemed co-host right here on the other line, Joining us by the name of Mr. Justin Time. Justin, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Feeling good. Ready to start the show now? Yeah, no, no, man. Uh, you know, at the top of the show, I let everybody know that, you know, your, your other engagement trying to, trying to pay tribute and pay homage to your I, old chorus teacher, man. You did what? I, I told everybody, you know, that, would you try to air my personal life over the goddamn radio, Kyle? I told you that's between us. God damn it, why don't you listen? Well, I didn't think that it, it would be a big deal if, if, if I told our listeners that, you know, hey, you're doing a good thing by, you know, paying tribute. No, 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 no. This is between you and me, man. I know there's some stuff around the world I don't want the world to know about. Just between you and me, man. Wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me that it's okay 
to, to tell the people the facts that, that you're getting married, that I'm going to be your best man, yet I can't tell the people that you're going to go, you know, sing one final song to, to your chorus teacher, who obviously, if you want me to shoot, who honestly didn't teach you a lick because you can't sing worth a damn. So you really think that it's, that, that it's, it's that big of a deal. Is that big of a deal for me to tell our listeners that you were going to pay tribute to your old course teacher? Is that really that big of a deal? Good because thing. No. You little son of a bitch. I've been in the car for 10 fucking years. I got my letterman jacket. I got my letter. I've got all my pens. I have been ranked high in Boston for winning the most stupendous achievement in chorus, Corral's Men Award. I mean, what the fuck do you want from me, man? I am the best fucking singer that that school has ever had, and I went up there to pay tribute to the best fucking teacher I have ever had in my life. And I owe him the world. But that was only supposed to be kept between you and me. No, you just want to go out there and the day laundry, make it seem like it was me just paying tribute instead of sucking up to everybody. But you know what? I don't give a damn, man. This is supposed to be between us. We're homies, brothers, compadres. We're not supposed to let it out like dirty laundry, like you, like shitting your pants every night. No. That's not happen. I keep that between us. You know, man, you know, here I am. I, I thought I was doing a good thing, just, just, just letting people catch a glimpse of the real you, not this asshole just, that you seem just, to be on just, the surface. Just, but no, 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 no. No, just, but that's just, fine, though. Or, this kind That's of fine, though, man. It's over. Anyways, I called to finally host the show, and I want to talk about the main thing right now that's on everybody's mind. And what's that? The big-ass dance-off between Santina and Kozlov. Wasn't that the most mm-hmm. interesting thing you've ever seen that would draw in the ratings for Raw? You know what? I'll, I'll admit, on a show that didn't do much for me at all, uh, and and there was a, a lot on that show that was crap. But that Kozlov uh, Santino thing, that that actually uh, that made me chuckle. That made me laugh. That 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 actually made me snop, smile. I I'm I'm sorry to admit, but that actually piqued my interest. It was the most awesome three hours ever because that whole dance off saved that whole entire show. Uh, yeah, that was... seen the Cobra not once, but twice. But it was a kind of a letdown for the trumpet, though. Didn't see any trumpet, but you did get a pirouette. You know, when did... When was the last time we've, we've actually seen the trumpet? Or I believe it's the, uh, it's the trombone, man. It was during the six-man tag. Six-man tag. Yep, it was during the six-man tag, uh, where it's like John Morrison, Santina Morella, and all these other uh, like six tag teams were all tagging up with each other. And right when uh, John Morrison came out and Santina was out there, and then all of a sudden you see him do the trumpet. Very fun, very epic. Anytime you see Santino, it's epic. That is actually true, and I, I think you're referring to it was a – I believe it was a four-on-eight matchup where it was like Yoshitatsu, Santino Morella, Goldust, and John Morrison against 
all AXC rookies, which provides a nice segue because last night, other than the whole Kozlov Santino thing, which entertained us both, which I'm pretty sure that we're in the minority here, but if you're me, it, it, it's kind of how you always feel. There was, yes, exactly. There was the final 10 minutes of the show, which saw John Cena taking on CM Punk, and that match being ruled in no contest because of what happened in the final 10 minutes. All eight NXT rookies from season one appeared and they absolutely destroyed everything in their path, destroying John Cena, destroying CM Punk, destroying Luke Gallows, even going, destroying referees, officials. Matt Stryker went down, Jerry the King Lawler down, Justin Roberts, he went down, who, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, if you noticed this or not, but when Justin Roberts was, was being choked with his own tie by, I believe it was Brian Danielson, uh, Justin Roberts sold that perfectly. Like he, like his facial expressions were, were awesome. In fact, in fact, I'm I'm gonna go on Facebook and, it, and I'm gonna post that picture because that is one of the most hilarious things I have seen in a long time. So what do you think? You know what? I think he is my friend on MySpace as well. I think, and I also think I, I, I know it's shocking, isn't it? Uh, no, I think I am also a follower of his on Twitter as well. So that's kind of cool. Well, all right, let's break it down right now, okay? The most epic thing that happened on Monday Night Raw in the past probably like three years. The 18 invading Monday Night Raw. NXT invading Monday Night Raw. Oh, man. Um... They were hunting they around just, trying to find Jerry the King Lawler's crown. I mean, it was IRS had it, that little punk ass. But you know, didn't fear because the A team was there and they took care of business. I mean, God bless them boys. It was from every segment that they produced was gold. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, really, like, are you, are you being serious right now? I mean, I, I was pissing my pants the whole entire night. I'm seriously, di- I, I, I am really doubting my decision to have you co-host this show because, uh, What, you don't man. value my opinion? You used to value my opinion. No, I'm just a very good actor. I can see that. Well, that must mean you're a very good actor in bed, too. Uh, how the hell would you know about that? Don't answer that question. Don't, don't, don't answer that question. Really shouldn't go there with me, man. Really shouldn't. Really, really shouldn't. So, so, just let, let me get your theories just real quick on this whole NXT invasion. What do you think? Uh, who, who do you think is be, behind this? What is your uh, what is your plan? Where do you go from here? If, if you were Brian Dewarts right now, a lead writer of Monday Night Raw, where would you take this angle from last night, probably tonight, through NXT, through SmackDown on Friday till next Monday? What would you do? Where would you go from here after seeing what you saw last night, the total dismantling of Monday Night Raw by these eight NXT Rookies. You take a, you take it over to SmackDown, do the same exact thing back over there, except raise more hell and chaos, bring it back to Monday night, and the Monday night crew 
somehow try to destroy the NXT boys, but somehow they're able to fend off everybody that have the NXT, quote, alumni uh, be banned from NXT and from SmackDown and save it all the way up to the Fatal 4-Way. Well, Fatal 4-Way is only, what, like another two weeks away, so there would only be two more editions of SmackDown and one more edition of Raw before the pay-per-view. So they got about two weeks to get this whole NXT invasion angle off and running. I mean, so, I feel uh, I I think that if they do it kind of like that, just have them like like all the fanboys out there going, yeah, like the NWO, yeah, they're gonna attack everybody, yeah. I mean, if this those fanboys, yeah, actually figure that out and maybe write about this, this angle may actually work and pull Vince's, Vince's ass out of the gutter so then people could tune in to season two. I'm thinking, I'm just going to put it out there right now. If you watch that footage, if you watch it, you will see these rookies take out Cena, Punk, uh, Gallo. I guess they didn't didn't get Serena because, you know, she's a woman and all that, and they didn't want, you know, man on on woman violence, God forbid. Uh, they, They got a hold of Justin Roberts, Max Stryker, and Jerry the King Roller. Notice... And 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 the the ring or the bell guy, the guy who rings the bell, the guy who rings the bell. Uh, yeah, 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 yes. I believe his name is Marky Eaton. Marky Mark, Eaton. Yeah, Marky Eaton, the timekeeper. And uh, I don't know what happened with Cole. He just kind of disappeared with Serena. And that was part of my point as well. The one man who they didn't get get their hands on is Michael Cole. Now, Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call him. If you think about it, you know, Wade, Wade Barrett came out first from the entranceway, but Daniel Bryan really kind of took over, and, and he really spearheaded the attack, even, okay. you know, okay. 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 on. Wait, 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 Okay. Okay, wait, wait Can a second. Can I fucking make my point, please? Wait a second, Chris. Wait a second, Chris. I saw that you joined this page on Facebook where we, you and I both are now. Botchermania fan page? Yes. I went on there last night, or excuse me, this morning. There's a photo of Jane Bryant about ready to punt Cena or kick him with the caption, Sell it, Cena. You better sell this fucking kick. Damn it, why aren't you selling? And it was probably the most funniest, funniest photo I've seen in a while. I highly recommend you check it out on Facebook. You know what? I, I'm I'm looking here and I only see I only see two photos of uh, of last night. One was one that says like sell, sell, just sell. That's all, all it says. And then there is one where he's about to kick him and he says it, the, the caption reads Brian, oh yeah, this is happening. No, that's, that's the only one. That was the one. That. Was the one. that 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 one is actually pretty classic. I like that that one actually. I like that, that one. That that one right there turned my whole day around, and then it just went down to shit after you want to air my dirty laundry out. Nope. Okay. All right. Like I said, I I was gonna make my point before you interrupted, and I respect that. But now let me make my point. Michael Cole was the only person ringside who did not get attacked, and. 
Daniel Bryan, who, who was basically leading the entire charge, he even got to see his face, and he kicked him, and he attacked him. He even spat in his face. Brian Danielson spat in John Cena's face, and I'm sure that, that that's like every internet fan's wet dream, but he did that. And, you know, for a guy that's pretty much spearheading this whole operation, this whole invasion, oh. it seems, it's kind of... It's kind of funny that Michael well, Cole is the only guy that that didn't get attacked. So my theory is, hold on a second. My theory is that Michael Cole is actually behind this whole entire thing. I think that that Michael Cole will will become a heel commentator. If not that, he might leave the broadcast booth just altogether and become a heel manager for a stable of these NXT rookies. I'm not sure if it's going to be all eight of them. Probably not. But I think that. Cole is going to be behind this group's attack, and uh, you know, I, I, I just think that a, a full-fledged Michael Cole heel turn is just what uh, he needs to be more useful in the eyes of WWE fans, more so than being a lousy commentator saying over and over again, "This is the longest reigning, longest running episodic TV show in history," or whatever. Now you can go. You know what I just said. What I'm on my phone do? right now. I'm on my phone right now, and I just Googled, believe it or not, www.kylethepunkassbitch.org, and that URL is taken. I don't understand why. It's a cool-ass website. Adam Bailey, you got a hater. Nah. All right. I don't know who could possibly be a hater of me. Certainly not this man who is on the line right now calling us from Atlanta, GA. This is our... Hey, 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 our, hey, hey. If, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Let me let me introduce this man. Calling from Atlanta is none other than our super fan. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you, Dr. <laughs> oh, good, good, good one, Justin. Oh, hey guys, how you doing, man? What, what's going on? Oh, I'm just re- I just want to talk about what the main topic is right now. That that NXT ending last night, the Raw. Yeah, what you think about it? Oh man, I mean, I, I even called that that ending like Hurricane NXT Category One. I did not see that coming. I like that. I like that one too. Okay, okay, the last question. Yeah? Where would you rank this? Between the massive oil spill and the NXT uh, Hurricane 1, which one was more dangerous? I'm still going to go with my uh, Hurricane um, NXT Category 1. I'm still going to go with that. That's pretty, that's pretty damn. Okay. I mean, I mean, there's little, little, little pelicans out there all covered in oil, but if you want to say that, okay. Dakarth, anything uh, else on, on your mind tonight? Oh, um, oh, yeah, oh, with the... Oh, 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 the NXT, um, the season two premiere night. Yeah, I'm like, I'm wondering where they're gonna, like you said earlier in the show, like, I'm wondering where they're gonna go with the the season one NXT rookies from here. So 
other than the cold thing you were saying about, um, they they might think they might put them in that category of him saying um, with the Undertaker attacking. They might go with that. I don't know. So we'll see. That's a good possibility too. I I'm not exactly sure if I want them to do that. Um, I guess it, it would. Oh, sorry. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying, like, it, it's it's certainly an idea. I wouldn't necessarily want to see that. Um, I guess the whole idea of of that, if they went that route, is, is that the rookies could say that they wanted to make an impact, and what better impact would be, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. you know, Let's, yes. I got input. I'm going to get interactive. Hang on one second. Get ready for this. Wait, 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 wait. You, you mean to tell me that you're going to interrupt me in the middle of my point to say, wait a minute, hold on a second, then, then have some dead air for a good 10 seconds? Really? Really. Trust me. The cars. Yeah. Anything else tonight, buddy? Oh, what else? I got, um, I, I wanted to talk about uh, SmackDown last Friday. Um, I mean, it was an awesome show up until the end of letting Mysterio win that battle roar. I'm like, it would have made perfect sense for, for Kane to win that since he did a hell of a promo in the beginning of the show that it reminded me of that eulogy he did after he buried the Undertaker years ago um, and back in 2003 after Survivor Series. I mean, that's how good the promo was to me. I, I, I will go on... On, on record, and many people are saying this too, but I just watched it, and Kane cut the promo of his career uh, last Friday night on SmackDown. I enjoyed it. I, you know what? That was probably the best Kane segment that I've seen him in um, since he's been back without the mask. I, 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 I really, I mean, oh, man, Kane hasn't been that interested in a long time. Nuggets, please. And can I also get two double cheeseburgers? What with the hell is this? Okay, and what kind of sauce do you want with the nuggets? Oh, oh my god. god! Oh my god! Um, oh, uh, that's that's pretty much no. No, how about a um, medium root beer too, please? Okay. Can I be? Help? I can't wait. Okay. Thank you very much. Right See, that's how you do it. Are you really ordering stuff from like McDonald's right now on the air? Like, I. Have you ever tried those twenty piece Shrek McNuggets? That's a deal, man. For six nineteen, you get twenty pieces. That's bad. That's cheaper than if you go up there and get the ten piece McNuggets. Those ten piece McNuggets, they're like it's everything same price. I'm just gonna ignore you for the next oh about twenty nine minutes. So, Dakars, I have a question though. Where yeah. do you think where do you think Kane goes from here? Like do you think that, that he's just gonna, you know, continue on this search to find out who whoever did did this the Undertaker? Do you possibly see maybe moving into to a title picture getting a, a shot at Jack Swagger or whomever the champion may be after Fatal Four Away? What do you expect from Kane in the next few weeks and months? Oh, I, I, um, I, I pretty much see a bit of both because you know he's still gonna keep searching who done it deal, and and, I, and I'm hearing that he he he's gonna get a huge push. So so I'm like so I I could see he 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 gonna finally get the push that 
we that he deserved years ago. So that's Five awesome. very 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 true. Now I I uh, got your wall post. I got your wall post on Facebook, and you know what? Um, I I checked out NXT last week, and they showed all all of the uh, all of the the previews for for uh, season two of, of NXT. My favorite is uh, Percy Watson. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Oh, Mr. Percy Watson, he is he is very entertaining. I'll give him that much. I mean, I'm like, this is a good fit with him and MVP since they're both from the Florida area. So it, it works. It's going to work. Uh, you know, just from that little basic uh, video package. There's a dude in front of me has a license plate has a license plate from California. I think he's a douchebag. Why do you say he's a douchebag for this? He's got a li- uh, license plate from California. No, that means he's awesome. I've heard I've heard nothing more than like steers and queers come straight out of California, so you know. And I hear that first class asses come from New York, and that's exactly uh, where you are. So I think that you just need to just sit back and chill with all of these uh with all these accusations of douchebaggery coming out of California, because there are, are plenty of uh you know jackoffs that come from New York as well. Not all of them. Just the one that I'm on the line with right now. The cars. Who do you think? Uh, who 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 stands out besides uh, besides uh, Mr. Percy? Um, who who else stands out in uh, in the crowd of NXT, which starts in just a little bit under a half hour? Oh oh um. The- other than Percy Watson, who I like, um, I like um, Kofi's um, guy, which who was Joe Henning, which they're gonna call him Michael McGillicut. I don't know why they're calling him that, but uh, um, and um, also I, I Caval, of course, because I knew him before he had the Caval name when he was Senchi in TNA. So I'm gonna be rooting for him too, despite me not liking the fact that those dumb, dumb chicks Blakeor is pros. Which I still think. Gnome, gnome chicks. I, I love that. Now, it, n- no lie. No no lie. I don't know if either one of you two, ju- Justin, whether you're paying attention or not, I'm, I'm not sure. But I don't, do, do you guys remember a show that came on in like 2002, 2001? It was like a syndicated show, but it was called WWF Jack. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I used to watch it when, when I went to my um, grandparents' house. And, Right. Um, yeah, I used to watch that um, sometimes. Yeah, I, I was more of a I velocity have... kind of guy. Say what? I was more of a velocity kind of guy. Well, velocity came around in what? Oh, three, oh, four. So this was a, a, a little bit before velocity. That was pre-velocity, dude. Pre-velocity and. Anyways, the moral of the story is is, is that I have. A tape, uh, like I, I used to tape Jacked every week for some unknown reason, and I have a match with, uh, with Caval, who was named at the time Low Key, and he faced, I think it was, oh God, I, I don't know if it was Perry Saturn or if, if it was against like, let's say something like that, but 
he was in a match, and, 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 and he impressed me just even back then. It, that was back in, like, 2000 or 2001. So I can just imagine, I can, like, imagine, you know, how much he's grown. And I haven't seen him on a national scale since he was in TNA uh, last year, maybe maybe in 2008. So we'll, we'll see how he does on NXT. And what do you think of, about these new names, like, you know, like uh, a Husky Harris for IRS's son and, and Michael McGillicuddy for, uh, for, for Joe Henning, Kurt Henning's son. What do you think about those, those, uh, those names as we get ready for NXT in just 23 minutes? Uh, oh, um, with the Michael McGillicuddy name, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I don't know why they're calling that. Why can't they just call him Joe Henning so that way they'll know it's Mr. Perfect's son. I mean... Oh, and um, and who was the other guy you said? Um, Husky Harris. Right. Husky Harris. I believe he was the son of my of uh yeah Mike Rotunda, otherwise known as IRS, who made a cameo appearance on last night's Raw as well. Well, well, he, well I, I pretty much think it fits him because he does look kind of husky body wise. I know. I haven't seen much of his work. I mean, hopefully. On uh, NXT tonight, they will, you know, have a couple matches and we'll get to see them in the ring. But I, I think pretty much all, all of them seem, seem to be pretty confident on the mic. Um, I haven't looked too too much into. Yes. Oh, 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 oh! I want. Oh, I forgot to say this, man. Um, oh, the other two. Um, the, the NXT roster tonight, season two. Um, T- Titus O'Neil. Oh, oh my God! You're, you're gonna laugh when I say this. Um. He he he. To me, he sort of kind of looks like my dad when he was younger. Are you serious? Y- yeah, I'm. I'm being dead serious. Titus O'Neil looks like your looks. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Uh, let me uh, take take a look at a picture of this cat because uh, you know, man, I need to see uh, see what it looks like. Let me see here. <laughs> I'm about to get. Interactive in actuality here. Let's see. Wow. Yeah, interactive was really interactive. Well, you went to McDonald's. That's not interactive at all. Have you ever had a root beer from McDonald's called the Bar Root Beer? I mean, they have the by far the best fountain root beer ever. I went to McDonald's earlier today, actually, and I did partake in some root beer there, yes. Isn't it delicious? It, it is very delicious. Titus O'Neil, though, he looks at, what, he's 6'4", 267 pounds. He seems like he's kind of a big guy. Well, let's see how impressive he could be in NXT tonight. Dakaris, anything else before we got to let you go, man? Oh, yeah, and that Alex Riley guy, oh, oh my God. I, I mean, I saw him at that house show I was in back in December. I, I went and looked back in my pictures that I took from the show. Yeah, he was there. I was like, that's that. I was like, oh, even though know, I don't like him, because he reminds me of what's his name, Christopher Nowinski. Yeah, jock wise. <laughs> uh, all right, I mean, is he, you know, like good in the ring and can he cut a promo? How, how did you, like, assess what he could do um, as we look, look forward to his debut tonight? Oh, at the house show when he faced Primo? Uh, yeah, Primo pretty much clean the clock with him that that evening. So, and I heard that he'd been doing house shows and dark matches with 
Raw and other shows for years, so I'm guessing he finally got the call. So we'll see what he's made of when the lights are on bright, as they say. That's definitely, definitely cool, man. All right, then, man. We got to go. We got to move, move on, buddy. But thanks for the call, dude, and be sure to call us back next week. All right, man? All right. I always will. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, man. Hey, Kyle. That's my name. Uh, uh, legitimately, I have to uh, get off the phone for, for about 10 minutes. Are you going to be okay by yourself? I I think I will be just fine. Okay. Don't bring the show down because I'll know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Later. See ya. Just in time, ladies and gentlemen. And always the always the uh, interesting addition to you know to the co-hosting slot, especially tonight. I don't know what he was calling or going up to McDonald's and ordering McNuggets and root beer and all that stuff, but that's fine. Once again, we have 19 minutes remaining in our show. You can call us up at area code 646-915-9116 to talk about anything you want, whether it be NXT, Monday Night Raw, Thursday Night Impact, Ring of Honor, the indie scene, whatever you want to talk about, call us up, and we can talk about it. Going back to last Monday night's uh, Raw, or last night's Raw, um, I... I want to talk about this feud that's simmering between the Hart Dynasty and the Uso Brothers with Tamina. And it, it seems like there, there, there's a, a little bit more, or it seemed last week that there was kind of a reinvigoration of tag teams in World Wrestling Entertainment. That is until last night's Viewer's, viewers Choice segment or whatever, where you had the ability to, to choose between uh, the... Hart Dynasty going up against either the Uso Brothers, the Dude Busters, who haven't, uh, who I, I guess is getting just a de facto push on SmackDown because they're the only tag team around, and the comedy team of Horns, Hornswoggle and the Great Collie. And I don't really understand that. I don't get how they even teamed up in the first place, just aside from just that comedy element of that, that, that high-low. But you know, when you think about it, when you're, you're three, when your only three tag teams are those three, one of them is really legitimate, but they're green. Another one are decent workers, but they have a terrible, lame gimmick that nobody will ever take seriously. And, and you have just the total abysmal comedy team of Hornswoggle and the Great Collie. So, I mean, just... Tag team wrestling in WWE is at it, it's at it's all time low, and hopefully we will be able to get a match between the Usos and the Hard Dynasty. Maybe a Fatal Four to kind of fill fill out that card a little bit. Man, just I that thought in the back of my mind was like, man, I, that's this tag division in the Fed is not good at all, not good at all. So. You know that that was just something that I was that was on my mind as well, and I, I mean, man, I just want to talk about too about TNA a little bit and with what they're building too as far as 
TNA uh, Slammiversary is concerned, you know what, let me pull up the card for TNA Slammiversary just real quick. This TNA Slammiversary. All right. In the meantime, guys, if you want to go ahead and call us up, call us up. 16 minutes left. Our number is area code 646-915-9116. Once again, that number is area code 646-915-9116. Still pull up the card for Slammiversary, Slammiversary 8. It's going down this weekend, this Sunday night, June 13th. All right, let's take a look at this card. Let, let's start from the bottom as they listed here on Wikipedia. We have... Brother Ray going up against Jesse Neal, Desmond Wolf against Abyss along with Chelsea, AJ Styles versus Jay Lethal, Kurt Angle versus Kazarian, Jeff Hardy and Mr. Anderson will take on Beer Money Incorporated, the team of James Storm and Robert Roode. Roxy will take on Knockout Champion Madison Rain. The band, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, will take on Matt Morgan and, to be announced, Douglas Williams, the champion, the exhibition champion, will take on Brian Kendrick. And for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, in a match that I swear I do not want to see, Rob Van Dam, who's awesome, takes on Sting. There's a couple things. There's a couple things here wrong with TNA Impact. Take, for instance, the first segment. The first segment, the, the opening segment, it was Sting in the ring, who gave a promo that basically said, yeah, we are, you know, I'm, I'm in this ring, and I, I'm not going to explain my actions, but trust me, I know why I did it. I'm not going to tell you now why it, it doesn't matter, but just know that eventually the answers are, are going to come out. And right now it's to the point where it's not even that people are, are just waiting. We are frustrated that Sting hasn't told us yet. We are frustrated there's so much that we don't care about what the reasons is why he turned heel. And, man, Sting right now is not contributing anything to that company. I'm, I'm saying it right now. I don't see why Dixie Carter is so hell-bent on, on re-signing him every year because Sting, uh, as over as he was in one at one point in WCW, not anymore. And uh, TNA is really suffering – that is one of, of the pieces that TNA just, quite frankly, needs to get rid of. Um, if if you know if they're going to take it to the next level, I don't think that Sting is one of those characters that needs to continue to be on the air in order to help that company. Now, after this little half-hearted promo by Sting, Eric Bischoff comes out and he announces that. Sting has a match, and it's going to be against Samoa Joe. All right, fine. I wouldn't necessarily want to give that match away on TV or, uh, either, but that's fine. That's cool. That's fine. So, so then uh, so Samoa Joe comes out, and then Matt Morgan comes out, and then Rob Van Dam comes out. And, and, and then Eric Bischoff says, hey, uh, I have the authority, so let's make a tag team match between Samoa Joe and um, and Robin Dam to take on Sting and Matt Morgan. And yet, our our RVD, who's the champ, says, "Okay, I want to make it a four way." But then Eric Bischoff says, "No, I don't have the ability 
I don't have the power to do that. Wait, what? Uh, wait. He has the power to make one match in one impromptu match, but not another one? That's one of those logic holes in TNA that I just can't stand. And when Russo's at, at the head of the book along with Ed Ferrara and, and just this whole com- committee booking, I don't understand how such things will be allowed on the air. It's, it's like they don't think things through before, they, before they're set on the air, and it, it really shows in the product, and that's why they have a product that really nobody is talking about, not even for, for any batteries. It's like all interest has been lost in TNA. And, and that's unfortunate because they really, just based on the roster, they have that potential. But just the booking is just absolutely terrible, absolutely atrocious. But if you want to get a hold of us, call us up at area code 646-915-9116, 646-915-9116. You have 11 minutes remaining in the show. But we do have a caller from the 408 area code. Caller, you're on the air with the Atomic Drop Show. How are you doing, man? Hey, good. How's it going? Uh, my name's Chris. I'm from San Jose, California. And I just uh, was listening and caught some of the what you've been talking about the last five minutes. But I wanted to talk about Sting because, uh, man, he just doesn't have uh, the focus to give it all, you know, give, give it his all like some of the older guys. I mean, to have him be a part of the main storyline in TNA when he doesn't even want to do house shows unless he's paid a certain amount, I mean, it, it just bugs me, and I think he's always been like that. And, and I think he could have had a better career if he just, uh, you know, had the focus of wanting to put on the best match ever, you know what I mean? Like, at least I give credit to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and even Sean Waltman. When they came back, they were focused. They were ready to go and ready to do stuff. But with Sting, it's just it's just Sting and it's blah, blah, blah. It's never something for an older guy to come back. He's got to up his game more for us to take him seriously. And, you know, this whole thing, I don't know, it just bugs the hell out of me. No, I I un I understand completely, man. And truth be told, I and and and, and this might sound blasphemous to to any WWE fan. And, and trust me, during during the boom period, I was as big as a WCW and Sting fan as there ever was. But I'm you know I I will go back occasionally and I will look at some of those old Nitros and some of those old Thunders. And you know, Sting wasn't really a tremendous wrestler. Even when you go back to those matches, those were the classics with him and, and, uh, and Ric Flair, you know, he, he, he's never been a guy to really just tear down the house every week or, or even out of every week. He, he's never really had a great match outside of the ones that he's had with, with Ric Flair, and that was, what, like the, the early 90s, late 80s. And so when you combine the fact that he's never really had that same spirit to really go out and wild the crowd and have that great match, Combine that on on top of the fact that he's what he's over fifty, or I I I believe he's over fifty, and you know he, he he's he's not a person that TNA needs to build a company around. And every single year when T, when Dixie Carter just resigns him, it, she she makes a big deal out of it, and nobody else really does because Sting isn't really a valuable part of that promotion, and it's very very frustrating to see that he's in a main event program against the guy RVD who. You know who who I think should be the face of the company, but if you really want to get behind Rob Van Dam, which I, I I think they should, they need to give him quality opponents, guys who he could have a, a great feud with, and and, and a few in uh, a great um in great in ring matches with. And Sting is not that right guy. I mean, if you put him against you know, a, a Mr. Anderson or or a, a, 
even a Matt Morgan, just so, somebody younger, so, somebody fresher than a Sting. I, I don't get their, their reasoning behind that at all, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just think that they, they've got it all wrong. And, and, and I think people, I agree with you totally about him not ever putting on really those matches that we, we thought we should have seen from him that would be legendary. I mean, Ric Flair obviously carried all those matches in the late 80s and early 90s, but we just never got, got uh, what we wanted to get out of him since then. And I think a big reason why Sting is such a mystique and, and Dixie Carter probably thinks the world of him is because he was part of WCW when NWO was there. And NWO was these great heels. And it was, in Luger was Lex Luger was even over with the fans. And DDP, <laughs> this is because of NWO. Because, and so, you know, it just got kind of old later on, you know, and it just became more of a mystique. He's hanging up in the rafters. He didn't really wrestle that much. And I don't know. Right. If you're going to go with an older guy, TNA, to be the face, dude, you can't go wrong with Kurt Angle, man. Ever since I was oh, yeah. TNA, dude, Kurt Angle should be the guy. And I love this storyline where he's going to go through ten guys and, you know, he's, he's, he's going to do it. And I just think Sting is just getting old. And from him hanging up in the rafters, come on. It's just it's really old. Can, can I ask you, what, what what's may, maybe one or two moves that you think TNA has to do to really get to that next level? I'm not saying overtaking WWE because, quite frankly, they, they might not ever do that, and they certainly won't do it within the next one or one or two years. But what what are what is the one or, or just a couple moves that they could do to really move up to that next plateau and really become a solid number two option behind WWE? Well, I thought it was a step in the right direction last week. I thought the show was the best uh, flowing show they've had in a while, and I watched it from beginning yeah. to end. So everything made sense, and, you know, they, of course they can do things better, but what I just think they need to do is um, they just need to – just some better storylines that show the characters a little bit better. I mean, I'm enjoying watching AJ Styles and this whole thing they're doing, but they're so close to just, they just need one, they just need to up it a little bit more. That's why WWE is, is so great because they do A-plus on their storyline and character development, but then, you know, I mean, but it's not the best. I think TNA, if they applied some stuff to what like what WWE does and then, and make it more mature, man, people would jump all over it, you know? It, it's kind of opposite when you look at, at the worlds of TNA and WWE is that, you know, WWE has, you know, really great storyline development. Sure, some, some of the things are kid-oriented, or, and that's fine because they're PG and all that. But then sometimes their their wrestling isn't isn't all there, you know. Especially when you get like two minute divas matches and two minute, you know, like segments with you know with with, with lame raw guest hosts. But then when you turn on a TNA pay per view, not necessarily Impact, but on pay per views at least, you you get just like crazy crazy good wrestling. Yet the yet the storylines are pretty much always out out of whack. And yes, they've gotten a little bit better over the past few weeks now. But just on, on the whole, the storylines aren't aren't that great. If there is some sort of middle ground that TNA can strike, where they keep their superior wrestling and they get just a, a little bit better storylines, whether that means bringing in another writer to take over for, for, for Russo and Ed Ferrar. Whatever they, they do, I, I think they have to do it because 
their current formula isn't really working, and, and they're at the same spot that they were in four years ago, and, and, and that's not that's not growth, especially considering how much they've paid these outside talents to come in, like like your Robin Dams, your 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 Hulk Hogan, your Eric Bischoffs, your um, your yeah, I was just gonna just like say real quick, like I, you hit it right on the nose. Like the the reason why Kurt um, Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson's match at Lockdown was the best match is because of what was on the line, you know, and that's because mm. of the story and the character. And right. of course, it was a great match, but if you know, you have all these other matches like in the X Division, they just feel like oh, well, let's put Kendrick out there with whoever, and they'll put on a great match. But you know what? Why do I care? No yeah, why do I care? I mean. You know what? They should just do what the AWA used to do, where they one guy would just say, "You know what? I'm better than you, and I'm going to beat you, and let's just go." You know, and I think that was a big thing about. Um, you know, I read an interview with Scott Hall one time, and he said Razor Ramon and the HBK they fought in house shows for two years because, and the whole storyline was pretty much, "Look, I'm better than you," and then they was like, "No, you're not. I'm better than you." And then they, I think, one guy would win in one night, and the next guy would win night. They just kept going and going. And they finally had that great ladder match, you know. So I just think if they just need to put more meaning and make the belts have meaning, and that's why I watch, you know. And uh, I, I just hope they do something. I mean, I'm going to keep watching because I think it's starting to get better. But um, you know, that's all I got to say. <laughs> it it definitely is starting to get a little bit better, and you know, hopefully they will get to to uh, you know put more emphasis on on the matches and, and especially the title belts because TNA has been notorious for not treating their championships more than a prop. And, 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 and that's what Vince Russo has gone on record in the same thing in the past that he feels that a belt is nothing more than a prop. It doesn't mean anything except just a wrestler you carry around. And, and that, that's, you know, wrestling should be about grudges over either per- personal issues or championships. Be, because if you win matches, you get to become a title contender, and and, and you get more money. Like that's the progression of how a storyline in wrestling is supposed to work. Place emphasis on the matches, the outcomes of the matches, and championships. It's a simple formula that they have yet to grasp, but hopefully they will continue on the right track. They seem to be doing a little bit better, but hopefully they continue on that path and uh, you know just. Continue to be successful in that way, man. Well, but, uh, yeah. it's, oh, oh, I'm just sorry, real quick. They, they dropped the ball on the Pope winning the stud tournament, and then they didn't hype up his match two months later. That really bugged me. So that's that's all I wanted to say about that. I wanted to get that in there. <laughs> no, I I totally agree there. The the thing about it is that they had another pay per view in between in between uh, against all odds and lockdown. They had the Destination X pay per view in which you had AJ Styles defending the title against Hulk Hogan's protege, I guess you could call him Abyss, and, and, and that, you know, that really just fell flat, and so by the time you got the lockdown, uh, the Pope had no momentum, but now he's injured, and hopefully he will come back soon, and, and you know, and he'll he'll reclaim some of that momentum that he's had in the past, you know, because I think he's one of those younger guys who isn't necessarily identifiable with WWE, so he is, is considered somewhat of a TNA homegrown talent because he is one of the guys that 
I can definitely see holding the holding the title for years to come, and uh, you know, hopefully they won't find a way to screw it up. But Chris, it's been a fantastic discussion, man. I hope you will continue to call in because I really enjoyed our talk, man. Thanks a lot for calling in, man. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Thanks, man. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this edition of the Atomic Job Show. Stay tuned for the after show party located at the um, at the Blog Talk Radio archives. We'll see you next week, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, folks, I'm not sure if we are still on the air right now. Don't, I'm not sure if, if we are on or not. My switchboard is saying waiting for us to call in, but I, I don't know if you can hear me. Hey, can you do me a favor? There, there's one person in the chat room by the name of, oh, nope, never mind. Okay. <laughs> not sure what's going on here. I'm going to continue to talk just a little bit. Uh, this is the after show. Hopefully, this will record. If not, then uh, kind of screwed. But it's okay. Uh, great discussion from that first time call by the name of Chris, calling from the 408 area code. I hope he calls back in next week because he brings a little bit of that TNA fan perspective that Justin cannot always uh, provide. So it's it's kind of cool to go back and forth. Yes, TNA has improved um, week by week. They aren't perfect. I, nobody is, is there saying that. But but they're going a little bit forward. And, you know, we're they're going forward. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully they can continue on their course because, you know, WWE needs competition. They they cannot continue to put on just just absolutely horrible, horrible, horrible TV like they did for two hours and 50 minutes before that hot angle to close the show last night. And you know what, I, guys? I don't think Justin's going to call back. I think he's somewhere doing something. I don't think he's, uh, he's really... I don't think he's too happy with me right now, but really, who cares? We will be back next week for more. Sorry to, to cut this. I'm sorry to cut this uh, this after show a, a little bit short, but it's been a blast talking to all you guys. Be sure to call in next week. Area code six four six nine one five nine one one six for all you people listening to the archives. Do not. Do not forget what time we come on. We come on every Tuesday night, every single Tuesday night for one hour, plus the Blog Talk Radio archive portion of the show. We come on live every single Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m., 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. We're on for one hour from 9 to 10. NXT is on right now. Hopefully you'll have more follow-up on this whole huge NXT angle from last night. And season two begins tonight. On behalf of Justin Time, in his absence, my name is Kyle Cruz. Thank you for the Carson, for Chris, for calling in tonight. 
Hope to hear from you guys next week. We will see you next week. Do not forget as well as, like, you're chasing my clothes, do not forget to check out our good friends at SteelCageRadio.com, SteelCageRadio.com. They have uh, news on their latest show. They are a podcast that comes out, um, I would, would say, between every week and every other week, running down all of the happenings going on in the independent scene, especially 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 specializing specializing in um California Southern California independence but they also talk a little Ring of Honor TNA and WWE as well do not forget to catch those guys stay tuned to their website often they have two new blogs up written by Dee Dee who is just an unbelievable writer and she is uh awesome and Degenerate John the audio guru you check those two out once again steelcageradio.com and our good friend the talented Todd Orndorff with the PWH Pro Wrestling Hour you can check him out the show airs every Thursday for more information on that go to blogtalkradio.com slash PWH Pro Wrestling Hour I believe it's going to do it we're about five minutes after uh, our scheduled air time is ended. Hopefully you enjoy this little after show just in time. And I will be back next week for another one-hour show. For all your information on our show, do not forget to check out our social networking tools either. You can hook us, check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash can'tbreaksteel, C-A-N-T-B-R-E-A-K-S-T-E-E-L, no apostrophe, twitter.com slash can't break steel. That is my personal Twitter account along with Justin's personal tri- personal Twitter account at twitter.com slash triple H one four four six eight. You can check us out at Facebook, Facebook.com slash the atomic drop show. YouTube.com slash the atomic drop show. And if you want to just send us a standard email, you can hit up our official inbox at Atomic Drop at MyWay.com. For real, guys, it's going to do it. I think I have all of the plugs out of the way. Once again, on behalf of Justin Time and his absence, my name is Kyle Cruz, and we will talk to you next week. See ya!